Serving God, we will see in the book of Acts, is not just following Jesus, but it's giving our lives yes. for the cause. Yes. If your life isn't on the line, then you're not following him all the way. Welcome to The Healing Touch with Bishop Ronald F. Kimball, presiding bishop of the Life Center Churches. You can find out more about Bishop Kimball and Life Center Church at www.thelifecenter.org. Now, here's Bishop Kimball with today's message. Well, good morning, everyone, and God's richest blessings to you and all that is in thine house. I thank God for this opportunity this morning to get into the Word of God with a dear friend and serving in the ministry, the great overseer, Pastor King. God <laughs> bless you, brother. Thank you, Bishop. Good morning the to Bible you. The Bible tells us to esteem others better than ourselves, and thank I esteem you. you this morning. Thank you, You're sir. worthy of it. You're a man of God. You serve the Lord, and God bless you. Thank you, Bishop. And I want thank to you. thank you for tuning in with us today. It was a wonderful week this week. I thank God for how he brought us through again. Uh, we're still facing this pandemic that many are uncertain of, and we don't know the end of it, but we do know it's a devastating thing among humans. And I want to thank God that he has protected us. Yes. Let me just say, even right now, that God had a purpose from the creation. He knew the time, he knew the season, he knew it would be this time of our sojourn through the earth that this would happen. But God's got a purpose. Amen. Many people have said why they believe the pandemic is here. Many people have brought to our attention some prophetic word from God, some not so prophetic, but uh, they say it's from God. But it's one thing that I found in the scripture, and we could say how much God is displeased with things, but there's one thing we, we left out of all the things that I've heard, and I'm not saying because I haven't heard it, someone hadn't mentioned it, but I wonder how God feels about witchcraft. And that's something that we have downplayed here in America to a certain extent, but it's a very prevalent part of our society. When you find the work of God in any place being done, you're going to find the demonic kingdom working against it. Mm -hmm. And if we could get so relaxed and slack in our service of God because we have our church agendas and our uh, denominational perspectives, that does not stop Satan from doing his work. As we get into the book of Acts, you will begin to see that wherever God is working, Satan is right there too. And because we don't recognize him, because we fail to understand him, does not mean he's not there. It means we're being deceived. And I think now we should open our eyes and understand that Satan wants to destroy the work of God just like he wants to destroy all the people of God. Let's wise up people of God and let's hear what God is saying today from the book of Acts. That's Amen. the way we're going to begin today. Amen. Thank you, Bishop. This morning, we're going to begin in Acts chapter 8, kind of way of a backdrop or to set the conditions or the scenes in Jerusalem at the time. As we covered, Stephen has just been martyred and the Saul was in the process of just wreaking havoc on the church in Jerusalem. And when we get to chapter 8, we'll see that the Bible says that on that day, there was a great persecution against the church 
in Jerusalem. And I submit to you that that persecution that began against the church in Jerusalem on that day continues mm -hmm. even until this, this day. day. Yes, it's, it's, you were making a great point about the witchcraft because the word of God lets us know that the whole world lies in the sway, sway of, of the, the wicked, wicked one. one. And so because the approach or the tactics of the enemy in the witchcraft and in his sorcery and so forth, it is not easily detected. Many would go about business as usual, mm -hmm. even in the church, not realizing what's really going on in the heavenlies. In Acts chapter eight, we see here that the church was persecuted and the Bible says, and they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, mm -hmm. except the apostles. The scattering was not coincidental. Mm -hmm. Because when we read over in Acts chapter one, verse eight, Jesus said, and you will be my witnesses in Judea, Samaria and throughout all the parts of the earth. So it was something that did not catch God by surprise. First of all, it was something that when Jesus told the apostles about restoring the kingdom, he says it's not for you to know times or epochs and uh -huh. seasons. So this was designed by God so that his word can go and accomplish in the places that Jesus said it would do. And what made this such an unusual occurrence was that normal behavior says if we're being persecuted for standing up for the church, and being put in prison, mm -hmm. then if we have a chance to get away, we're going to get away and not say anything. But mm -hmm. the Bible says they went about preaching, preaching. the word of God. Now, that's when you know that you really have been set apart for the work of the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. Under any and every circumstance, you do not allow those circumstances to silence you mm -hmm. to where the word of God does not go forth. And the Bible goes on to let us see that Philip, which in chapter six of Acts was one of the seven that was chosen. The Bible says he went down to Samaria and began proclaiming Christ. In other words, he was making known publicly the life, the ministry of Christ Jesus. And the word goes on to let us see that in verse six, that the crowds were on one accord and they were giving attention to what Philip said and they heard and saw the signs which he was performing. When the Bible says it gave their attention, that means to hold the mind. Mm -hmm. It means that when we give our attention to something that for that moment, our mind is focused Focus in right on, on what is going on. And when we do that, it now becomes a part of us. Mm -hmm. Now, how it plays out, that's a whole nother story. But here again, the people received it. The Bible says they went about rejoicing <coughs> because of what they heard and they accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. God, God is good. That is a great start. Persecution. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to start. What a way to encourage somebody is to persecute them like that. But mm -hmm. this is something that Jesus reminds us of. And we've heard it so many times about following Jesus. I believe everybody who is part of a church in some way, some denomination, some belief, regardless of what it is, I believe everybody think they're following Jesus. I really do. Mm -hmm. I believe that because this is the way we present ourselves. Serving God, as we will see in the book of Acts, is not just following Jesus, but it's giving our lives yes. for the cause. Yes. If your life isn't on the line, then you're not following him all the way. In Matthew 16, I just want to make this reference point. 
Matthew 16, after Peter's confession, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God, and Jesus told him, flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you. That comes mm -hmm. from my father in heaven. Mm -hmm. That is a revelation from God. Then he went on to say in Matthew chapter 16, from that time on, from that time, mm -hmm. from the time Peter confessed who he was, mm -hmm. uh, verse 21 of Matthew 16, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem mm -hmm. and suffer Many things from the elders, the elders, these were the respected leaders. These were not the priests. Mm -hmm. These were the respected leaders. He said the elders and chief priests, the chief priests, there was not the high priest, but they were the one that was set over the order of the priest. There were 24 different orders and the Chief priest was one over that order. These were very high men in the church hierarchy at the time. The chief priests and scribes. My God. You would think this group of men were the one that would have the understanding of who Jesus was. That's right. The scribes were the interpreters. They were the ones. Ezra was a scribe and they all followed that order of Ezra. But Ezra had set his heart to seek the Lord and mm -hmm. things had got so much different at this time until it was all basically political. It was all outside of the bounds of the Holy Spirit now. Man has taken over and they were going to really do Jesus in when he got to Jerusalem. And this is amazing what Peter says. And he began to rebuke him saying, God forbid it, Lord, this shall never happen to you. He wasn't talking about the resurrection. He's talking about the death. You're not going to die. And that's mainly because Peter couldn't see beyond death. Yes. He can only see as far as what his natural eyes could see. And he told Jesus, it's not going to happen to you. And Jesus turned to him in verse 23 and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. He wasn't calling Peter Satan. Mm -hmm. What he was saying is, you being influenced by Satan, he was looking at Peter, but he was talking to Satan. Mm -hmm. He says, listen, listen, listen to me, Satan. You are a stumbling block, a scandalon. You are a stumbling block to me, mm -hmm. for you are not setting your mind on God's interest, but man's. Mm -hmm. You being motivated by the human mind and not the things of the spirit. Yes. This is what Jesus said to his disciples. If anyone wishes, mm -hmm. and I like this. <laughs> if anyone desires to do what? Come after me. Come after me. If anyone desires to come after me, I'm, I'm assuming that you really want to do this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you desire to come after me, let him do what? Deny himself. Now that's, that's it right there. Let him deny himself. Mm -hmm. I like that word because it means to disown. The problem that we face in our society is people don't want to disown themselves. Until you disown yourself, mm. you can't disown anything else. We do what we do with our resources because we think we own them. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we do what we do with our life because mm. what? We think, we, think we own it. Yes. And Jesus says, if you're going to follow me, you have to disown yourself. 
<laughs> it can't belong to you no more. As Paul said to the Corinthians, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God. You are not your own. As a child of God, as a Christian, I don't even belong to myself no more. Yes, I've been yes. bought with a price. Right. I belong to God. My body is a temple of the Holy Spirit that I have from God. Mm -hmm. Therefore, what I am to do, glorify, glorify God. God. Jesus and I, mm -hmm. you're going to follow me. You're going to have to disown yourself. And everything that comes with yourself. You, mm -hmm. you can't claim nothing. Not even your own life. My it's God. not yours no more. And I said, now that's some qualification. He didn't say, you know, if you're going to come after me, join the church. No. That's not what he said, but that's the way we interpret that's it. Right. Because yeah. everybody at church thinks they're going back with Jesus. Amen. But they Amen. don't want to give up themselves. I'm just telling you the truth. Amen. You know, the facts of what it is. And Jesus says, if you got to take up your cross, mm -hmm. take up your cross, be prepared, what Jesus said, to share my death. You have to know every waking moment of your life, you have a cross. And any day, God could call upon you to face a situation where you might have to sacrifice your life. Mm -hmm. And what Jesus is saying is now, if you carry a cross, when Jesus picked that cross, when they put that cross on his shoulder, he was headed to one place. Yeah, yes. He wasn't going shopping. He was going to die. That's right. So That's when right. you carry the cross that can never leave your mind. In the book of Acts, you brought it mm -hmm. out so wonderful there. The first part of that mission, mm -hmm. those men were ready to give up everything. That's right. They were That's following right. Jesus. Yes, sir. They were actually carrying a cross mm -hmm. any day now. They didn't know whether they were going to live or die. As Paul mm -hmm. says in 2 Corinthians, he brought us to the end of ourselves mm -hmm. so we wouldn't trust in ourselves. We despaired even of life. We didn't know if we was going to live or die. Yes. I, but he was ready to give up his life. I counted all loss for the excellence of Christ Jesus. Yes. If we're going to follow God the way these men did in the book of Acts, mm -hmm. get your cross, give up your life, mm -hmm. and let's walk with Jesus. Amen. And to hear that said, Bishop, we have to first come to understand that it goes against our humanity. It goes against our human nature. Yes. It's not something that we can just wake up one morning and say, you know what? I'm going to surrender all. We can say it, but how do we carry that out? That's, that's Unless the Holy Spirit is there to guide us, and uh -huh. he is, then and only then can we actually have this total separation of self right, from right. self so that we can follow Christ. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast. If you'd like this message in its entirety, contact us by phone at 407-628-3229, extension 114, or visit our online store at www.thelifecenter.org.